1: It's time, it's time, time Time to get in the zone, time to
2: get in the zone
1: with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian.
2: If you see this
1: face, if you hear this voice, that means that San Francisco 49ers have drafted a kicker in the third round of the (laughs) NFL draft, so... As always, with Brian Rennick and Al Sacco, I am Zayn Nackby with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. And we are going to break down what was a very interesting and perhaps controversial draft by the 49ers in in a lot of ways. It felt like almost it was like like a depth draft because we knew going into this draft that the 49ers have... Arguably one of the better rosters, if not the best roster in the National Football League right now at most positions. There were a few holes that we talked about on the offensive line, depth on the defensive line, obviously kicker, which is a hot button topic amongst all 49ers fans after this draft, which we'll get to. But I feel like, guys, it was they didn't particularly draft for traits like a singular like 40 time or or hand measurements or things like that they, they drafted more so for fits and scheme fits which i i appreciate and and that's something where you look at guys like uh you know you look at guys like uh you know Dre greenlaw when they drafted him right that was like a scheme sort of draft right and when they picked up aziz el shair the linebackers like they they looked for guys that would fit the scheme and not necessarily like a 40 time or a uh, or or a vertical jump so let's kind of break down these these draft picks here and, and talk about it I know Brian, you're wanting to get your mind off of the Sacramento Kings. Apologies, by the way, you know, RIP Sacramento Kings. That that was a tough tough. one. Game seven, that that was tough. But, uh, but I'm sure you're eager to talk about this draft, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Also to be fair, I gave Kings team less than a 1% chance to win game six at chase. So the fact that they did is like game seven was just kind of like, you know, just happy to be here essentially as a fan. And so, Uh, you know, the fact that they got absolutely waxed and blown out on their home court and in a game seven. Hey, it is what it is, but uh, but yeah, this draft I, I will say off the top, Al owes me a beer because mm-hmm. uh I got more right than in our mock draft. I got three. I was actually pretty impressed. That's really good. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it's three. I was I was trying to find the my little screenshot that I had of my, you know, of my mock from PFN and I couldn't find it. And I didn't have time to go back and re-listen to that mock draft, but uh, I did, I I did select Jake Moody, just like you did. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we did not, we we did not anticipate that being in the third round and and we will get to that. Uh, But I also uh, had uh, Darrell Luter Jr. The, uh, the cornerback that they took in the fifth round. And I also had, uh braden willis the tight end that they took in the seventh round and i got that round right which i was pretty excited about so yeah uh, it was it, when when your first pick doesn't come till 99 it's not really a draft that you're expecting uh, impact players for 2023 right and the reality is is they they drafted one guy that is going to start in 2023 and then another guy that could depending on how things shake out uh and that is with their first selection which is safety Jay Brown. And I think the conversation is there because arguably yeah. that is the player with the biggest, I would say most potential to make an impact, not only this season, but in seasons moving forward. I, I, I think Jake Moody will as well. And that was their second pick. So the, the first two picks that they made are guys that I think are going to, you're going to see on the field in 2023. Uh and some other guys you are as well, but I, I don't think in quite the level that that uh Brown and Moody will. But Jair Brown, I think, is a home run pick. Uh mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah on the on the, the the broadcast said that was his number one safety in this in this draft, and he was not mm-hmm. the first safety taken. So he mm-hmm. Jeremiah had him above even Brian Branch, the what many thought was going to be a consensus first round pick out of Alabama so much so that he went to the draft and he was in the green room and you always hate it for those guys that go and sit and then don't make it through. And there were three guys, Brian branch will Levis and another guy can't remember who they did not get drafted in the first round props to Brian branch. He was the only one that back and was in the green room for day two. And he got selected early in the second round, but Jair Brown is, is, a player that, in terms of ball production, it is off the charts. There was not a single mm-hmm. player in this draft that had more interceptions or even double-digit interceptions like J.R. Brown did. Ten interceptions over the past two seasons. Uh, a nose for the ball, a nose for contact. Uh, can play single high. Can play down in the box. Can uh, can cover tight ends. You know he's only five eleven, but he's feisty. Reminds me a lot of Jimmy Ward. I don't think that they're going to have him cover the slot. Uh, they a handful of guys that I think are are, are going to be there, but I, I do think Brown uh, will have an opportunity to see the field, especially in like three three safety uh, alignments and things like that. And then depending on Tayshawn Gibson's performance, going to be 33 before the season starts. Health mm-hmm. is to be a concern there. Uh, I, I I was I was thrilled with that and. Uh, the the 49ers draft room was as well. They erupted in, in cheers when when they traded up and got him
2: at 87. I didn't think he was going to be there. And when you look at their biggest needs, the Niners, to me, it was I don't, I don't know if they agree with me, but it was tackle, edge and safety, safety, especially. They had they have nobody other than Gibson Funga that I would feel good about. And I didn't think Brown was going to be there. And when they traded up for him, I th- initially thought it was going to be for an offensive tackle. But then when they took him, <clears throat> I said, yeah, that's, that's a great pick. I loved it. Um, it's a huge need. Like we talked about, Gibson's only there on a one-year deal. Brown can come in, and he's if, if he doesn't beat out Gibson this year, he's presumed to be the starter, you would think, in 2024 and beyond. It's incredibly versatile. He's a do-it-all type guy. He played deep safety. He played box safety. He played slot. He even played outside linebacker at Penn State. 10 interceptions in 2021 and 2022. So he's got great ball skills. I, I thought it was a terrific pick. when when the, I think it's their best pick. Um, it, it tells you where their, their focus was on the safety position and where it wasn't. And I'm still a little shocked with, well, what they told us was they're putting a lot of faith, faith in Colton Kivitz. They have a lot of faith in him. That's what this told us. And it told us that they see Drake Jackson taking the next step this year. And they also have faith in Chris Kosarek in getting guys like, like Farrell and Austin Bryant playing better. That still scares the hell out of me. I just, that just scares the hell out of me. But they did redo McCaffrey's contract to get more money. And starting on Tuesday, um, May 2nd, you can sign undrafted free agents without losing a comp pick. Um, so Yannick Ngakwe is out there. Um, Jadavian Clowney, I think, is still out there. So there's guys that they so could is still bring Justin in.
0: Justin Houston?
2: Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think they have to. We can get yep. more into that and I think they have to bring right. it at this point because they didn't address it. But yeah, I think we all agree, you know, that, that Brown. it was a great pick, a terrific pick. And I was really happy with it when his name got called.
1: Yeah. jay Brown. Like if you, if you look at some of the tape and, and look at where they use, they literally used them all over the field. He would blitz out of the slot. He had the most sacks yeah. of any safety. Like he had five mm-hmm. hit four and a half sacks last year from the safety position. And that's fantastic. So I think that, and, and, and we saw D'Amico Ryan's use that, that slot corner blitz quite a bit actually. And I, I believe that that's what they want. They want some guy, they want somebody who's versatile that can play all over the field. And Jair Brown is, is that guy. So I agree. I feel like that's the best pick. He was, in my opinion, the best, the best safety in the draft. And, in and, in, in, you know, that's on a curve because it wasn't a great draft for safeties. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that Jair Brown's not a great pick. It just means that I feel like that for the value, they got a fantastic pick there now I I do have a couple of other picks that that I really love before we get into Jake Moody because we'll probably take an, an inordinate amount of time talking about a kicker, but I, I really love the Robert Beal Jr. pick, and the reason why is because it 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 fills that D Ford role opposite Nick Bosa that they had, and I feel like that is something that they've been missing, and we, and now you mentioned Drake Jackson and it seems like they kind of lost some faith in him last year. He wasn't playing too much. He was inactive for several games, especially down the stretch. So I think that when you come to that, um, that realization that you need that speed rusher opposite Nick Bosa, you can actually get, my daughter is creeping in here. Can You You can actually get a, a, a situation where you have a ton of speed on that, on, on the edge from both sides on true passing downs. And Beal could be one of those guys that is either a practice squad candidate or a guy that you try to develop with Chris Cusick, right? You have that wild card there. So that was one of the other picks that I loved, and the other one that I really loved was the the uh, the D Winters pick. D Winters is pure speed at the linebacker position, and D Winters is is a shoe in for Aziz Al-Shayer getting getting uh, get, getting replaced, right? That's that's the spot I see him in. So those are the two picks to me that actually were really really uh, uh, I, I kind of jumped off the page for me.
0: Robert Beale Jr. is 6'3, 247 pounds. He runs a 4 40, a 444 40. He has almost 35 inch arms. And his 10 yard split was 1.56, which is right in the same range as Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. Like the dude is just an athlete. And that is a guy that that is drafted. One hundred percent for that NASCAR package on third down, right? Yeah. They're going, they're going to line him out wide, right? He played, he played outside linebacker for Georgia. Georgia runs a three-four defense, so he played that outside linebacker role. He's used to standing, right? And in that wide nine alignment, you can, you can get your hand in the dirt, but you can also stand up. And I imagine all they're going to tell that guy is, just go get the quarterback. You don't have to do, anything. yeah. Just go get the quarterback. And, and yeah, I, I, I don't it, even think he's going to be a practice squad guy. I think he'll make the team specifically because that's all they need from him. They don't need yeah. anything else. You can develop all that other stuff later. Drake Jackson's going to be the big end that plays, you know, first and second down, along with Cleland Farrell, right? Inside, outside versatility. But Robert Jr. is going to be just a guy that you light out of a cannon and get, say, go get the quarterback.
2: And that's where I read his strong point is going to be. You just got to let him rush. You just got to let him go after the quarterback. He didn't, he only um, had had a defensive stop on 6.7 of his uh, run attempts, run defensive attempts, according to pro football focus. And he only won 14% of his pass rushing attempts. So his his numbers weren't great. But again, I think the Niners to see him as somebody that can maybe just get a beeline to the quarterback, but you know, it's, what did they pick him in the sixth round? Is that when they got him fifth round, whatever it was. Fifth round. Fifth round. So again, if, that's the thing with a lot of these picks and it's such a weird draft to judge. Cause other than really the third rounders, everything else is great. Like if you actually hit on anybody else, it's like, great. So, you know, it's tough to really judge with that, but